Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happy Friday here on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Ryan Snyder back in the saddle to talk about the class of 2023. No, that's not right. The class of 2023. 24. Looking ahead to the next cycle, Ryan's here to break a lot of things down and give you the names to know. So, Ryan, happy Friday. How you doing with all the ice and slush? Uh, Two-hour delay, man. So, terrible. You know, <laughs> like when you're, when you're little, you love the two-hour delay, right? When you're yeah. in high school and you sleep in. Oh, yeah. And when you're an adult, the two-hour delay is brutal. Well, the so, first thing it, it means no is that you have to get up earlier to get your car dug out if you're going to work. Yeah. I mean, that's not an issue in this house. My kids are up at like six. So we have this, uh, love hate, um, with melatonin gummies, you know, like they put them <laughs> to sleep early, but they wake up earlier then. Yeah. So I don't, it's, uh, yeah, we can't win this battle. So we're always up early. That's not a problem, but you know, they're up at six. They can't go until 10. That's a, that's a hectic four hours to start your day. So, Ooh. Where yeah. they're gone now, thankfully. But uh, yeah, fun fun day, man. Good good start to the morning. But yeah. let's let's talk recruiting. No one cares about my kids. Let's uh, before we get to twenty twenty four. Let's address the news of yesterday, which I wanted to talk to you about. Which is, uh, Javen Williams is now officially a five star for the class of twenty twenty three in the on three three hundred, which is coming out next week. So give us a breakdown of what this means for Penn State and um, and some of the the implications for Javen and his. I guess, projection going forward in his career. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that, you know, one thing I've been hitting on really pretty regularly is that for Penn State to have a top 10 class, you have to have pretty much two five stars, I think. Right. Uh, at least when you look back over the years, you know, it, the Northeast isn't deep enough where, you know, you can land or Notre Dame. Notre Dame's on this too recently where, you know, you have so many four-star players that it gets you up there. I mean, for Penn State, uh, they, they've pretty much always have had to have a couple couple five-star players to, to get that kind of a ranking. And, uh, you know, they got one now. Uh, so I'll, I'll be curious to see, uh, you know, I really, really what I'm curious to see is Alex Birchmeyer because if, if Birchmeyer can become a five-star and personally – my personal opinion, I, I still would lean towards Birchmeyer being the better of the two prospects, just my opinion. Right. Uh, not that I dislike Javen or anything. I just, from what I've seen from the two, I think Birchmeyer is just a little better technically at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, now now they have a realistic chance at two five-star players. And, and on three is about to update their ratings next week. Uh, I expect Birch right now is uh, just outside. I think he's like in the low 30s, mid 30s. 32 uh, as is, of right now. Yeah. Which right now, I mean, that's right on the bubble. I mean, yep. there's always pretty much 30 to... I mean, the, the way five-star works is you're pretty much trying to project first-round draft picks down the road. Uh, so like 30, 32, 35. Sometimes it goes a little over 32. But yeah. you know, that's kind of uh, the way it works. So I think he's actually going to move up a little bit from what I heard. I'm not exactly sure on that yet. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But uh, I think he can move into that in somewhere in the 20s. And, you know, that would comfortably put him as a in a spot to potentially be a five-star down the road and uh, if they can get in two five-star players in this class uh, plus then you have like a jason moore down the road potentially yeah then yeah then then you have a real chance of being a, a top 10 class so that's that's what stands out right now of course it's, it's great for javen I, I still uh i think i think javen has a lot to still improve with technically but i mean it's all you know when, when you give a five-star rating it's it's because you know you you feel like the ceiling is incredible yeah uh, and 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 there's no denying that the ceiling is incredible for him. So be very, uh, very curious to see his progression, man. I need to go out and, you know, watch him throw some track this year. And uh, we won't really get to see him in the trenches, of course, until the fall. Uh, I did watch the state championship game last year, but, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, I focused so much on 2022 last year. I, I didn't get to see enough 2023 guys. And uh, he will certainly be circled for one of the first guys we see next fall. Yeah. And some of the comments that Charles Power had, um, 
to you in one of your articles earlier this week was kind of what I was saying when we did T. Frank's film room is, yeah, maybe he's an NFL guard, but he can absolutely play tackle in college and and the projection mm-hmm. of growth and development from a physical standpoint plus you know his his natural strength and, and power and all those things um it, it's an interesting conversation to have that you've got another guy in Alex Birchmeyer who is also a phenomenal athlete and great mm-hmm. technically so you've got you're, you're you're splitting hairs between these two and something I said to somebody on the BWI message board which is a great place to have these conversations if you want to go in there and talk about Penn State football and the recruiting and this guy or that guy sign up for just one dollar you get 12 months of access and you can get into the Lions Den message board uh, for just that one dollar it's a great problem to have and Penn State having two potential five-star offensive linemen in the same class that's a big deal that's a, that's, a, that's a huge deal. One of the things that you and I have talked about over time of getting those guys up front that are special difference makers, these level players, they are harder to get and they are more rare and Penn State p- presumably has two of them right now. So when you look at that, how does that set up the rest of the class? It just it, uh, kind of in a big picture. Um, as far as you mean like... What do you mean by that? Like, as far as the, the offensive line class and like what they what they do moving forward? Or... Yeah, yeah. So you, for okay. one thing, I've been kind of thinking is does if the guys are already there, right? So they're both mm-hmm. already committed to the class. But if both were named five stars, does that make it more enticing to maybe another high profile offensive lineman gotcha. to feel like there's trust to um, then sign on with the Nittany Lions? I know there's a thousand different variables, variables, but is uh, is that a reasonable thing to think? Um, I don't know about offensive linemen. I would say Trayon Webb, the running back from Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be more enticing for him. I mean, it's something I've talked to him about in the past is, you know, he's really taken notice to, to the offensive line group here. And I think even the other day, I think he was retweeting uh, uh, the story that I think I wrote um, about, you know, Birchmeyer and, and Javen being together and, you know, how they're a special duo. So, I mean, he's certainly taken notice to it. And I've talked to Penn State people about that same thing about how, you know, he's, hot on their board right now this is something they're discussing with him a lot so to me i mean i think it would help with him for sure uh but i mean other offensive linemen i mean i i think it's i think those guys care more about personalities and and how they mesh together you know from a friendship perspective more than like oh this guy's a five star i want to play with him i think i think they care more about like i enjoy playing call of duty with this guy you know like we're we're we're, (laughs) we're becoming friends i mean just from my from previous experiences you know that that's kind of I think it's more about meshing as, as friends than um, elite players. But uh, I mean, now at other positions, you know, like running back or quarterback. Yeah. I mean that, that stuff matters more, but um, you know, offensive offensive linemen are always kind of usually unique guys. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they want to, um, you know, have, have that camaraderie. So I think that's a little more important. Speaking of unique guys and speaking of the offensive line class for 2023, I actually earlier this week was able to speak with Josh Miller, the offensive line commit from Virginia to, to get in a sense of who he is and his game and all those things. I, I know you've had a chance to talk to him. Awesome kid. Super mm-hmm. uh, poised, like poised. I thought was the right, the right word for him. Uh, great Great conversation with him. And that's coming up next week on the BWI Daily Edition. So make sure you subscribe here on YouTube so you don't miss that. And of course, if you're listening on a podcast version, if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate and review is always super helpful. But wherever you get, make sure you subscribe. So you don't want to miss that coming up next week. Let's get to... Oh, go ahead. I got one thing real quick. I just wrote in my mailbag today that Josh is probably the most underrated guy in this class right now. It was funny. So like Penn State gets a five-star yesterday, right? Yep. And... uh, you know, I, I'd send out a few texts to uh, people up in Lash, you know, hey, just so you know, this is coming, all that kind of stuff. And uh, basically their responses were like, yeah, well, you know, awesome. You know, we're happy for Jamie and all that. But, yeah. uh, oh, by the way, you guys have Josh Miller underrated, you know, yep. <laughs> like multiple yeah. people were throwing that at me. And uh, and that's something people have talked to me before uh, that, that you know, they think, I mean, I, I wrote specifically in my, in my mailbox or in my mailbag today that like I'm pretty confident in saying that Penn State has – Josh Miller just as high on their board as Javon Williams. And, yeah. you know, that's everybody sees things differently. Uh, but I think that's that's how highly they they think of Josh. Uh, so just something to keep in mind down the road. I mean, he's going to certainly be a guy that I know are – and just from talking to, you know, Charles Power and some of our other scouts that are on three, they've consistently said, like, yes, Josh is somebody who, you know, we want to get another look at. And I know, you know, Baltimore camp and Under Armour is coming up. Like, that, mm-hmm. that could be a, a, a chance for that to happen. And 
Uh, you know, Josh will also come up here and do the big man challenge at some point. So I'll be able to collect a, a bunch of film from that. But uh, Josh is certainly somebody that, that I personally have circled is, as a guy I want to get in front of our scouts a little bit more. And um, I think Penn State definitely believes he's he's being slept on a little bit. You're, you're killing me. I want to spill all the beans about what oh, we talked about. Sorry. <laughs> but no, no, you're so because it's it. you're you're right. So some of the things we talked about are his technique, some of the things I saw from him on film and what he's been working on this offseason and getting a sense of the in-depth uh way that he sees the offensive line position and, and his skills he has already. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. All everything you mm-hmm. said, absolutely true. So again, this is like a three-minute tease. You gotta, you gotta subscribe <laughs> so that you get to hear from Josh himself coming up next week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Uh, you want to dive into 24 now? Let's go. I mean, I'm, right. I'm still getting to know some of these. I'll start with this. Like, I'm still trying to get to know these 2024 guys. So uh, I'd be lying if I said all these guys are about to talk about or, you know, guys I, I've, uh, you know, have awesome relationships with. And I know all these uh, in, in-depth details. But uh, what I do know is who's kind of standing out to Penn State. And that's what we're going to get into. So I probably just jumped your promotion there or your tease. But no. uh, I wanted to get that. Let's, kind of let's just dive into quarterbacks. How about that? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, where do you want to start with we, the two that you have? I, I've got two guys here on the list uh, that I, I pulled from your articles, which you can always see at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Another great reason to sign up for a dollar. Do you want to start with Jaden Davis or Jaden Bradford? Which Jaden do you want to go with? I All mean, right. look, it, to me, to me, it's pretty simple. Like, uh, Jaden Davis is the best quarterback in the country. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's uh, by far of, clear uh, by his just by these highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Out, out of Charlotte, North Carolina, he's been he's been to Penn State, um, I believe, twice already. I believe he. I believe he was here in the summer. I'm not sure if he camped. I can't remember exactly. I don't think he camped. I think he came up at the end of July just for kind of like a personal day with the staff. Uh, and then he was also here for the Michigan game. So that's that's a great sign. Um, but, again, he's number one recruit, number one overall player in the country, number one quarterback in the country. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's still really early in 2024. But uh, everybody at all these different networks are, are raving about him already and, uh, my point with this is just he's going to be very difficult to land. Yeah. You know, it's never easy to get those those number one overall recruits uh, when you have so many talented programs pushing for him. But the fact that he's been here twice already is a great sign. And let's let's obviously see how it how it plays out a little bit more. Um, to me, though, I think Jaden Bradford, just from early indications, of course, uh, is probably the more realistic uh, of the two at the moment. Uh Right now, we have him at 60th in the on three consensus. He's a four star player by on three. And uh, he actually just recently transferred to IMG Academy, too. He's originally from Chapman, uh, South Carolina. So uh, Jaden's been here twice as well, um, just just like the other Jaden. Um, he was here, what we think? It was, um, I believe he was here in the summer as well. Uh, and then also for one of the other games, I want to say maybe that was the Auburn game, I want to say. Uh, so that's another positive sign. You know, South Carolina has been been on him a, a, a lot already. He's been there four or five times already. But, um, you know, right now it's pretty clear that these are going to be their two top uh, quarterback prospects in 2024. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of offers that have that have also gone out at that position. But uh, like C.J. Carr, for example, Michael Van Buren. Michael Van Buren's a player I think we, we might be talking about at some point. Uh, he's from St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. And C.J. Carr is Lloyd Carr's son. Of course, uh, the the former Michigan coach. So everybody already is picking him to end up at Michigan, which right. you know, and pro- probably will happen. But well, Michael Van Buren would be the other one I, I really should probably mention right now. And uh, he he's he too has been up here. He was just up here at the January 2019th 
uh, January 29th, uh, junior day, excuse me. And, uh, you know, another player Penn State uh, has has um, uh, a good start with, we'll say. So yeah. long way to go again. You know, I, I'm going to say this about all these guys. Long way to go, you know, after after we end these positions. But uh, those three definitely uh, grab my attention at the moment. And, and Jaden Bradford would be the one that just from my conversations with him and everything, it's like, okay, I think Penn State may have a real chance with him. Interesting, too, just for me, from a film perspective, to watch these guys and, and haven't gone into any of their film, just their highlights of uh, Jaden Davis, like, looks ready. Like, his, mm-hmm. his, his footwork is pure, his release is easy, but these are young players, and, and I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I would love to talk to, you know, um, Mike Yersich or, or, you know, some of the other staff about what they look for when it comes to a quarterback because there's a bit more raw there with Jaden Bradford, but the tools, you can see, are mm-hmm. similar. So just looking at a guy who's a sophomore quarterback, that's all very interesting. So moving on to the running back position, who are we looking at here as far as priorities and guys that are that have interest? Well, I mean, I think it really depends on what you consider Quentin Martin. Uh, of course, uh, yeah. out of Bell Vernon. I mean, he's another guy. Who, I, I think Quentin Martin's going to be a five-star player. Or yeah. I think he should at least seriously be considered. I mean, I feel pretty confident saying he's going to be a top 50. Uh, Quickly, kind of how player. big is he? How big is he? Like, That's a good question. I mean, right now I have him at six one and a half, one eighty five. He's probably a little bit above one eighty five at the moment. Okay, because um, he looks I need huge. To, so he does. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the first minute and a half of his highlight film that I had to get, I just had to get through because it was the same thing over again. He returned like eight kicks for touchdowns, and he's just all legs, and he looks like a defensive end running out there. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy mm-hmm. watching this guy as an athlete. So I didn't mean I didn't mean to cut you off, but. It just speaks to what you're saying about this is a five-star athlete, and it's pretty clear. Yeah, I was trying to real quick kind of get up uh, one of my previous lists. He was up here on January 15th uh, for, for a junior day, and I was trying to get the accurate height and weight. I mean, I, I put it this way. I mean, after after all these visits, I talk to some people up there, and I try and keep these height and weights as accurate as I can. So the fact that I have six one and a half in there tells me I probably updated that yeah. uh, not long uh, after he visits. So I think that's a, that's a pretty accurate uh, height and weight at the moment. But – uh, yeah, we have him. Like I said, I mean, we have him right now as the 12th player in in the country, uh, which you know is well on pace to be a five star player. We still have him as marked as a four star uh, in in the on three consensus because it's just you know we we try not to hand out five stars and then take them away and have it changing all the time. You know, when, when you hand out a, a five star rating, you you don't want to take that away. So it happens, yeah, but uh, you try not to. So anyway, we don't have him marked as a five star at the moment, but number 12 in the nation would would certainly uh, fit that and. Uh, Penn State's off to a great start with Quentin, man. He's going to be, I think, probably their their most important prospect in 2024. Uh, other players will, of course, emerge. But uh, to me, like, I mean, he's he's a no-brainer being a Pennsylvania guy. He's been here four times. Uh, and the one quote I keep telling everybody is just the, the one talk I had with one of the sources up in, up in Lash. And, you know, that I've had multiple, not multiple people, but one source has told me multiple times that they think Quentin Martin is the best Pennsylvania prospect since Michael Parsons. So, Boom! Isn't that isn't that all you need to know right there? Yeah. I mean, uh, if 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 that's how they're looking at it, and there's been some good players come out of PA since Michael, of course. So yeah, uh, clearly clearly a, a a top guy, but he could also play linebacker too, and that's kind of circling back to where I started. This is kind of depends on how you look at him. Right yeah. now, I'm looking at Quinton as a running back, uh, but you know, with with two years to go, a lot can change. He could be but a also, defensive when I end at, in two years, you know, like, yeah, yeah, the way he yeah, grow, he, sure. way he could grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look at the the, rest, the other guys on the board, I mean, Stacey Gage from IMG Academy is a very special prospect. He's going to be another guy who I think is a potential five-star. Yeah, uh, He did go to Penn State's Outback Bowl practice down in Tampa, which is a, a positive, but you know, it, it, he lives in the area, you know, it's like a 10 minute drive. I, I don't, I don't want to be like, Oh, cause he went to practice. Like Penn State's going to be in the mix with him. I, I, he needs to get on campus before I would probably seriously consider that. Uh, yeah. I would also note uh, Trey McLeod from IMG Academy um, or <laughs> IMG, excuse me, Ematep charter uh, in, in Philadelphia. He's, he's a good looking young prospect kind of want to see how he progresses a little bit more, but uh, you know, he's someone Penn State's already offered. I think he has, uh, Old Miss and Texas A&M too, so solid, solid offers there. 
Uh, two, two guys real quick. You don't have offers yet that kind of stand out to me as you've seen Willis. He's from St. Joseph's uh, regional in New Jersey. And then also Micah Ford, who's also from New Jersey, um, Tom's river Ford has a West Virginia offer already. And then Willis has, I believe Boston college, Maryland, Pitt Rutgers, Syracuse and West Virginia. So he has a, a good chunk of those regional programs. Penn state hasn't offered uh, those two yet. Uh, but just from talking to people, I know there's real interest in, in those two uh, so keep an eye on Yassine Willis and uh, Micah Ford. Does that, so I know that we talked about in 2023, the region's a bit down at the position. Are those guys kind of a the water coming back up in the region, or is that we're keeping an eye, uh, you don't know? It, it's which kind of early, go. it's kind of too early for me to say, you know, gotcha. like, I mean, I, I like to always just kind of be very honest and, and not try and BS you guys. And, and I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I took a deep dive into what mid-Atlantic running backs are right now. You right. Know, we're, we're shining... Right now, I mean, my focus in, in February, of course, has been trying to get a feel for the overall board and where kind of these guys rank. And then probably when we get more into May, I would say definitely before the summer, uh, I'll take a closer look regionally at like, OK, right. you know, wide receivers stacked in P or stacked in Mid-Atlantic and uh, O-lines down, whatever it may be. I'm kind of just making up things right now. But usually that's something I focus more on like late April, May. Yeah. Some of the, the names you listed in some of your articles, a lot of them. Not surprisingly, including uh, Stacy Gage, as we talked about, are all from Florida, all mm -hmm. IMG running backs, things like that. So that was just curiosity of is that kind of a balancing yeah. out or are those the guys that the, the possibilities? Yeah. So one thing I'll say to that is that I, I think if you really pay attention to recruiting, you'll notice like Penn State hands out a lot of Florida offers to young players. Mm -hmm. And to me, what that really is, is just trying to get interest going right know, with these we know these young kids from florida are going to be awesome okay let's hand out a, a verbal offer you know and and let's just try and get conversations started with mom dad coach uh so maybe in a year from now we can get them up for you know uh maybe this summer or next summer you know get them up here and and just just get a foot in the door because right. if you're looking you know we talked about this the other week about how many offers they're handing out um, and, and just in Florida, man, they're just being incredibly aggressive with it because I really for every 20 offers they hand out, probably, you know, just a handful of those guys are going to like, oh, OK, Penn State offer. Let's start looking into them more and and, yeah. and talking to their coaches more. So it's, it's kind of just like fishing, man, you know, just yeah. kind of hand out these offers, see what interest you get and uh, take it from there. So then the receiver position, let's move on there. There are a couple more guys that you've highlighted that are a little more regional, but of mm -hmm. course, some uh so, yeah, mid-Atlantic players I'd say that are that are really impressive where do you want to start on this list mm -hmm. uh to me I mean from talking to people I think Keelan Adams from Green Run in Virginia Beach uh is going to be a very important player for Penn State uh right now I mean from talking to people I think he's probably like their their top guy uh but again I mean they, they've they've kind of struggled a little bit in the in the Tidewater region so like I know he's very high on their board but I think they got to get him up here and and um, at least get him on campus once or twice for a visit before I would be like, oh, okay, you know, Penn State probably has a real chance with him. You know, when I look down the board, I look at Tysier Denmark from Roman Catholic. I think he's going to be a pretty important player down the road. Uh, right now, I'd probably have him as like a top 200 or so prospect. I think, I think Penn State's still trying to to evaluate him too. Um, but I, I think when push comes to shove, he's going to end up being a guy that they they push pretty pretty hard for. Uh, Chance Wiggins uh, from King George, Virginia. I know they're pretty high on Micah Gilbert uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. He was up here for, I believe it was the Michigan game. I want to say uh, Alex Taylor from Grimsley, um, from which is I believe in North Carolina. Uh, he's already like six three, one seventy five. He's a good looking prospect. I know Alex Taylor is going to be a guy we're talking about. Um, but there, there's just a lot of names at this position, more so than like guys who, you know, I can circle like Jaden Bradford. I can circle Quentin Martin. Right. To this, it's more so like here's a handful of guys that I know they're interested in. Let's see how the spring into summer shakes out uh, getting them on campus. But um, yeah. real quick, I will. I do have to mention David Washington from St. Joseph's Prep, uh, yeah. you know, down in Philadelphia. I think he's going to be an important player. Uh, and Nick Marsh, too, from River Rounds. Um, from Michigan. Um, yeah. He, he's another guy. I mean, all those guys I mentioned are, are players. They, they would really like to get on campus here over the next couple months. I, I can't seem to find my highlight of him, but David Washington was one I wanted to ask you about because mm -hmm. little undersized, a little smaller, looks like a, a slot mm -hmm. receiver at the moment, but plays big physical at mm -hmm. catch point. So is the, the size 
at receiver is not necessarily a problem there. The, because a lot of the guys that we talked about to start the list, 6'1", 6'2", a couple guys that you mentioned, 6'3", and then you got this guy who's a bit of an outlier, but uh, plays yeah. that way. So I guess curious of They just want ballers, man. Yeah. They just want ballers. They, I mean, look at just look at their receiver room now. Look at Jahan. Look at KJ. I mean, I don't think they – obviously, they want – uh, a big presence that they can throw fades to. And, you know, you know, they, they would love, everybody wants a DK Metcalf, you know, but yeah. I think at the end of the day, uh, there's, there's multiple ways to get it done at that position. And, and they're looking for guys who just kind of make plays. So one, one guy I did fail to mention too, uh, was Jonathan Paler, who's going to be just an absolute stud of a player from North Carolina. I do believe Paler was on campus, or at least they were trying to get him on campus last summer. I, I'm, I'd have to pull up his profile here. I don't have it up at the moment. But um, he, he's just a guy I know Penn State loves, though they would love to, uh, you know, get get him back, and, and we'll see what happens. But, again, like I said, man, there's just a lot of – this position is one of those ones where there's like a dozen guys they want to get on campus, talk to me in four or five months from now, and uh, I'll have a better feel for like, okay, this guy's going to be someone we need to really watch. Yeah, and it's a volume position anyway. You know, when you've got yeah. three to five receivers per year that you can take because of the number you have to put on the field, makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. speaking of three to five, Pence, I made the joke when we were talking about 23 a couple months, like a month ago, that Penn State's had anywhere from four to six tight ends on the roster for 2023 with guys possibly mm-hmm. moving around. Uh, what is the sense of the 2024 class and what's the, the strength there? Where are they looking for talent at that position? Mm-hmm. I would say, so right now there's two guys probably at tight end who really kind of grabbed my attention and that's Grant Steck from uh, Illinois. I believe it's Steck. It's S-T-E-C. I think it's Steck. Uh, and Brady Priestcorn, who's uh, from Rochester, Michigan. Priestcorn came out to Penn State for, I believe, their January 15th junior day, got an offer. I think it was their first power, his first power five. And since then, he's blown up, you know, uh, Ohio State's offered a bunch of other top programs. I believe Michigan uh, was another one. Maybe it was Michigan State. Oh, no, I think actually both, actually. Um, so he, he's going to be a guy I think we're talking about a, a good bit here in the months ahead. But, I mean, they haven't handed out too many uh, tight end offers yet. And I do see a lot of guys in the region who make sense. Uh, they have offered Fatim Diggs, I believe, who he could kind of be a – defensive end or tight end he's from uh woodrow wilson in camden he's a, he's a guy i really actually i'm hoping to see on the uh camp circuit this this spring because uh, a lot of people speak highly for team i just don't know a ton about him uh but when i look across the region then i see a lot of players who would make sense for an offer um my eyes really focus on jack larson from charlotte he's got a, a handful of quality offers so far i think he's on pace to be a four-star player penn state hasn't offered him yet and it kind of surprises me i i, I thought they would have offered him already uh, but they haven't you know i'm looking at elijah moore from good counsel he he is one of those players who like if you if you talk to him he, you know he's a wide receiver and uh you know i get it you know he wants yeah. that's, that's where he wants to play but um i feel like it's just a matter of time until he outgrows the position we have him at 6'4 190 i mean he's going to be well into the to 220 230 range uh, yeah. probably by the end of his career uh high school career or, you know early college career but um good good player though i mean i think elijah is somebody we'll be talking about and, and jalen jalen balu i believe it is um from from new york i think he's from uh rasmus i want to say yeah rasmus hall uh, we have him at 6'3 210 uh Pensate hasn't offered him yet either but he's got rutgers texas a&m miami tennessee old miss you know there's some quality schools there yeah uh, and jalen has been on campus i believe once or no excuse me he was invited uh to come to one of those january ones and, and couldn't make it but he'll, he'll be a guy who's back this spring so I see two guys right now who have offers and Steck and Prescorn and uh, Prescorn out of those two. Yeah, I think they're going to go pretty hard for him. And then a bunch of uh, quality guys who I see getting offers down the road, especially Larson, Balu, you know, more those kind of guys. So now I need you to tell me exactly how many of them they're going to take in 24. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on where Matthias ends up. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Andrew, Andrew Repelier committed to Michigan. We're talking 2023. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't think Penn state stopped recruiting him. And, you know, of course he wanted to kind of end up at Penn state first. So I it just talked to me after 2023. Oh I mean, yeah. Who knows? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just the, the, the question everybody wants to know, right? It's always it's always yeah. like, oh, good information. Now tell me exactly what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, please. Uh, one thing I we... can't tell you where 2023 will end up. So who knows with this class? But yeah. yeah anyway, uh, one thing we do know for sure. 
Penn State has a commit in the class of 2024, and it's on the offensive line. Cooper Cousins out of Erie. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the offensive line, and you know we'll start here and then go to the guys that are uncommitted, but there's interest. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say with Cooper is, you know, he's truly one of those guys who can play all over. I mean, he's kind of, it's still early. I mean, I would think maybe he could he could maybe grow into a tackle, but uh, we'll see. I mean, but he's, you know, he snaps already and, and could certainly be a guard and, and could certainly, you know, if he continues to grow, could could grow into a tackle. So that's skinny that's his why, lower body is. Like, just look at the yeah. potential, the growth potential there that mm-hmm. he has. And he's the, he's this player already and there's more room to grow. Yeah, it was an easy take for Penn State. You know, yeah. usually they, uh, you know, there's plenty of sophomores who have tried to commit to them over the years, and they have pretty much, you know, said said we'll we'll pass on, on this at the moment. You know, we, we like you, but let's let's get to know each other more, all that stuff. But uh, with Cooper, man, I mean, it was clear. I was talking to people in um, like December, and they were like, "Yeah, if he wants to jump, we're we're ready for it." And of course, he did then at the end of January. But uh, some other guys in the class, I think. Fans are pretty familiar with Jordan Seaton by now from St. John's College High. I know T. Frank, you've seen Seaton already. I, I, I remember who were we talking about? We talk, we, we looking at Neo Avery's film. And, yes, and you were watching Seaton. That yes, yeah. that's who it was. Absolutely, he is. He is talented. He is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good player, man. He'll, he's been up here uh, twice already, I believe. So you know, good start there. It's another guy I'm sure will be back here in the spring or summer. Uh, a couple others. I mean, I have Kyle Altooner circled uh, from 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 Good Counsel in Washington. I think he's a pretty good player and and one who I think we'll be we'll be talking about a lot. I mean, uh, what do you think? Maryland, Old Miss, Pitt, Rutgers are a handful of the schools there, and a lot of bigger programs too. Or I think will will we'll come calling with time. Uh, Peter Jones, of course, from Malvern Prep. Uh, I mean, if I was to put in another prediction uh for for a 2024 guy it would it would absolutely be peter jones i mean he's admittedly a penn state fan growing up Uh, i'd be curious to see where he plays i mean when i when i've seen him i I felt like he's more of a guard but but people have said you know he's growing more and i haven't seen him since last june i saw him before the uh the whiteout camp uh so he was a true you know freshman going into his sophomore season at the time right now he's listed at six four and a half 295 so let's you know if he can add another inch or two then then absolutely uh it, it would make sense that he could play outside but uh hey I, I the one thing i do remember about peter is that he came up to the whiteout camp last year and out bench press like a ton of talented players uh, who also camped here. I mean, I know it was, he did 225 like well over a dozen times. So that's, you know, that's notable, man, when, when you're a, a fresh, you know, freshman yeah. going in your sophomore year. I mean, there, there's a lot, you'd be surprised at how many quality high school offensive linemen are still, you know, they can do 185 a lot, but they're, they haven't gotten to 225 and are yeah. able to, to really rep it. So, uh, that that was one number that that really stood out to me when I was talking to Peter, and then also you know Penn State sources kind of confirming it. So I look at those three as as guys that I think we're going to be talking about a ton. But there are a lot of players, you know, just like that wide receiver man. This is a volume position. So yeah. Fletcher Westfall from uh, Virginia, Ben Roebuck, who I saw play um, against Drew Aller. Uh, he plays at St. Edwards outside of Cleveland. Uh, Luke Hamilton from Avon, Ohio. I've had a, a talk with him already. Uh, and, and and Luke and Fletcher uh, have both been on campus already. Uh, Liam Liam Andrews, I think from from Massachusetts, is going to be a player we're talking about a lot. He's he's going to come down here and visit. Uh, hopefully, um, I believe his plan was some point here in the spring. And uh, calling it now, guys. Remember the name Liam Andrews because when I talk to Penn State people, they are incredibly high on him. Uh, but there's also Cameron Warren from St. Francis. A lot a lot of guys. Uh, one last guy I got to mention quick because I feel like I'm rambling here, but. Uh, it's uh, oh, man, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. It's it's Gooberry. Goob- I know that's not right. Uh, Lambert from Roxbury, Mass. Uh, dude, he's six seven, two eighty five. Like an incredibly good looking prospect here. Ohio State's already offered. Kentucky, Boston College. Uh, I'm surprised Penn State hasn't offered yet. But mm-hmm. from talking to people, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of people on Mass who are really high on him and. And you're, uh, you know, just kind of scouting him still. So it's G U E R B Y Lambert. I don't know how to go Barry. I, I don't Gorby. I, I don't know. Gobry. Gobry. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want to butch it. Sorry, buddy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I we just, already did, but that's okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I totally butchered that. Yeah. But anyway, he's, he's going to be a guy we're talking about a lot here in the months ahead. Uh, I always, when you're six, seven as a sophomore, it's like that. Yeah. And it's so alien. 
to me yeah. to think he's, about he's being legit six seven two. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know if he grows any taller, he might be replacing uh, John Hera on the hardwood. If he keeps growing, <laughs> he's six nine. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to the other side of the ball, defensive end. Uh, what are the guys here? Because this is another this is another key position for Penn State. Always got to refresh mm-hmm. those edge rushers and get guys with length and speed. So what are we seeing there? Yeah, well, another pretty good group. And, and 2023 is a good group for defensive ends. And I think 2024 is going to be another group, too. This is, this is one of the actually positions that I do think, you know, we're talking regionally earlier. Um, I do think the, the region is going to be pretty good defensive end for 2024. So that's good uh, because, um, you know, obviously Penn State's had success at that position and, and especially with regional guys. I look at Dylan Stewart from Friendship Collegiate Academy as, as a player. We're going to be talking about a ton. You know, he's already a four-star player, and, and I think he's going to be a top 100 prospect. I mean, Alabama, Ohio State, Texas A&M, you, you, you name them. They're, they're going to be interested. He was at uh, – I think it was the Under Armour camp last, what was it, last April or May, I want to say. And, you know, ran a 4 8 40, man, as a freshman. That's pretty, wow. That's pretty damn good uh, for, for you know, he's 6'4", 210, too. I mean, there, there's, yeah. some, there's some freak ash, uh, athleticism there. I think he had a 4'6 shuttle, too. So those are those are all great times. Uh, but Ernest Wilnor, of course, from St. Saint, Saint Paul's in Baltimore, he's been up uh, once or twice already. Uh, I, he's a guy I, I'm actually working to get an interview on. We'll, we'll see if I can get him, uh, get something up on him next week. Uh, Dominic Nichols. Uh, I, I think I've, I think anyone who's, who's followed us over yeah. the last couple of weeks has, has learned about Nichols and his rise. He, he stands out to me quite a bit, six six two twenty five. And if you see here, the way he runs and how much room he has to grow, he could be a mm-hmm. monster. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really like his potential. I, I remember, I don't know. It was probably about a month ago. It was a little bit before the January. It was, Actually, it was a little over a month ago. It was probably, say, the end of December. And I was talking to somebody, and they were like, have you have you heard about this Dominic Nichols kid yet? And, you know, at the time, I hadn't at all. It was before he had come up to visit the Penn State. And, you know, one of the first things they were saying is just like, wow, you, you need to check him out. Because he's from Oakdale, which is outside of Frederick, Maryland. It's not one of those, you know, DeMathas or the McDonough's of the world where he's, you know, playing in front of a ton of people. And uh, But Penn State really thinks that they found something here. And he's only he's – only, has Boston College and Vautech and I think maybe uh, oh, wow. Toledo or you know Maxwell. My point is just like they're fine with that. They're like, hey, you know, yeah. we're fine with nobody else kind of realizing how how talented this young man is yet. But that that'll that'll change with time. He's That's all over now. Time. Now that it's on the BWI yeah. Daily Edition, it's gonna go right. it's gonna go uh, viral on the yeah. internet. Yeah, he already visited Vautech. Brent Pry is gonna be on him hard. Yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. But he's he's a talented player who I think we're gonna be talking about a good bit. Uh, two other guys, real quick. Jacob Smith uh, from he's originally from Kentucky. He plays up at uh, Loomis Shafe in uh, Windsor, Connecticut. He's actually his brother Jared too. They're twins. His brother Jared's a defensive tackle. Jacob's a uh, defensive end, and uh, Penn State's really trying to get them on campus here soon. They're they're two other guys who you know with them being at boarding school, they kind of have to get home to Kentucky, then to come back up right uh, towards towards the Northeast. So I, I would think. They would probably be more like summer summer visits down the road, but kind of uh, like the Oak and Lola's over at Thayer Academy, right? Where they're yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. they're there and yeah. then they're there, and now, then you got to find the window to get out to have a, a visit. Yeah, yeah, their family's a lot closer. I mean, their family's not far from that region, but they are still at at a boarding school. But yeah, uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it, it's kind of like it's same with the IMG Academy guys. Like all those guys go to IMG, and then you're stuck there, you know, yeah. and you can't really can't really visit till the summer but but i i would expect both of those guys to to be circled and, and players that penn state wants to get on campus here uh definitely by the the end of the june period a couple more positions here on the bwi daily edition i'm your host thomas frank Carr, ryan snyder our recruiting insider taking us through the class of 2024 the early names to know there's going to be guys that blow up there's going to be guys that literally get physically gigantic and will be part of the conversation <laughs> later but these are the early names to know in 2024 so we're moving on uh did we do defensive tackle yet did we kind of nope. blend in there okay so let's go to defensive tackle yep. who are the names we need to get we need to know yeah, well, Philadelphia has three quality prospects and Richard James from St. Joseph's Prep, Jasheer Whittington and Imatep Charter, and uh, Deshaun Dotson from Newman Garetti, uh, which are, you know, those are pretty much the, the three of the biggest uh, programs. Roman Catholics are pretty going down there. But uh, all three of those guys hold a Penn State offer currently. I think with Richard James and Whittington, they're, they're both like right at six foot right now. And of course, you know, Penn State would love to see them closer to six two. So I think they really want to see how those two grow. Uh, they hold an offer. Yes. But uh, I know I just know Penn State's 
would love. I mean, if Jasheer Whittington put on two inches, I think he would. You know, Penn State would be all over him because he, he's a really. I think he's a good player. I was really impressed with him in the two games I saw him play this year. Uh, one was against the Math earlier in the year, uh, and the other was this, the state championship game. Uh, so Whittington's a, a player I, I I like a lot. I just I. I He's right at six foot, so right. schools are going to, really going to want to see him grow. And of course, he's young still too, so it's it's very yeah. much possible. I just that's uh, one of those things too, that, where but. six foot is okay. Yeah, you'll take somebody at six foot if they have all the other characteristics you're looking for, right? You got to so, have that strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to be you able to be a a powerball. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we haven't done that in a Zane while. Durant. You got to be Zane Durant. You know, I mean, Zane Durant's I think a little bit over. Uh, he's definitely over over six foot. Yeah, but, uh, six you know, one. That's what I think, Zane yeah. Durant is. I mean, he's just like this this ball of power. Yeah. Uh, and you know, could really kind of hold down the fort and take on double teams. So, uh, you know, th- those guys are sophomores, though. You know, I don't want to overthink it too much. Let's, let's see how they grow and progress uh, with time. Uh, just a couple other guys, real quick. Brandon Brandon Davis Swain from. Uh, West Bloomfield in Michigan. I, I think he's going to be a player that uh, schools are all over. Of course, the Michigan schools, uh, pretty much all the Big Ten schools are on him, and uh, Penn State will be looking to get him on campus. Hey, I think he did visit in the summer, so uh, he's been on campus once. Uh, Emmett Laws and Darian uh, Smith, uh, both both two two prospects from from Maryland that uh, I think Penn State's very interested in. I don't believe those – I think they do hold offers. Excuse me. I'm trying to remember if they hold offers. I think they do. Uh, but, they, you know, just, just kind of guys that they're scouting right now. Uh, Emmett Laws plays at DeMatha, and, you know, Penn State's always had a lot of success there. So yep. I would expect them to be back on campus at some point. Uh, we took some time this week to take a look at the linebackers for 2023 over at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Once again, if you want to read that, you need to be a premium member. Sign up for just $1. Link is in the description of this video. So you don't even have to go anywhere. Just scroll down, click the link, and then you sign up for a year for a dollar. You can go find that article of how just how well Tamir Robinson... Phil Pachati and Tony Rojas fit together as a linebacker unit if they were all to choose the Nittany Lions. But we're talking about 2024 and a name that I even know because you've talked about him, Anthony Specka. So let's start there at linebacker. Yes. Uh, what What is intriguing about him and who are the other guys around him to know? Specka right now, um, you know, Quentin Martin's the, the top guy in 2024. But, you know, when I when I look across the 2024 Pennsylvania, I think Specka's probably would be my second pick there. I think Specka is a really impressive prospect. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame and Pitt are both going to be serious contenders there. But uh, Penn State loves him. And uh, he's going to be Specka's absolutely going to be a guy that I go see this season. I, I was trying to go see him last season. I was so interested in him because I hear so many good things about him, but he actually then got hurt. I, I held off early in the season because I had yeah. so many 2022 guys I wanted to see. And then he got hurt at the end of the year when I was hoping to see him in, in the playoffs there. But uh, Specka is, in my opinion, going to be one of the best linebacker prospects to come out of uh, Pennsylvania. And well, I'm not going to say since Micah because we, we, you know, <laughs> we get quitting that, but yeah. he's really good. Go ahead. Can I, can I, I just want to throw this up here again because I see three distinct things already. Uh, on his film. Watch the way he chases here on this play. Reads it, chases, and then is mm-hmm. just an animal when he attacks. Then you got this here in coverage. And to have that sort of profile as a as a hitter and to be able to move like that in space, already I'm interested that you're going to be a guy that can be a complete linebacker. And then watch him mm-hmm. uh, make this lineman miss. To be able to dip around blocks like that, that, that is a skill to be able to dip around blocks and to be able to not get out of position while still evading a block and not have to go through all of them. So right there, just in three highlights, that's a guy that has serious potential at linebacker. Dude, look at you, man. I didn't even notice that. I, I saw the first two plays. I didn't notice how well that uh, that that shed was at the, at the end there. That that you're right with that. So he did he did tear his labrum, uh, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. you know, shoulder injuries they can be tricky. So yeah. I hope I hope nothing comes to that, man. Because I I've I've seen a lot of players over the year where they get a labrum and it doesn't go away. You know, that keeps kind of bugging with them. So I really hope that doesn't uh impact anthony here in the years ahead because i think he's going to be an incredibly special prospect but uh to move on chris jones then from mountain view in stafford virginia i wrote a story on him this past week uh right now we have him at around 6'2, 215 uh he's already i mean he ran a 4840 as a freshman which again you know at 6'2, 215 that's a pretty good time i mean he, he can realistically probably get that down another tenth or two uh, which, you know, at that size is is great. Now, he could grow into a defensive end as well at that size. I mean, I see some kind of some similarities 
uh, to Brandon Smith, but Brandon Smith was a little bit older too at that size too. So I, I kind of, kind of wonder if he's going to outgrow the position, but South Carolina, Virginia, or uh, both have gotten him on campus already. Penn state hosted him for what was it? The Auburn game and uh, for camp. So Penn, that was another thing too. Penn state got Chris Jones up at camp. So I, I think he'll be a player. We're talking about a good bit. Um, looking through the board here, uh, Aaron Childs from, from good, good counsel is, is it's pretty high on their board. Gabriel Williams, uh, Darius Jones, both from St. Francis. I mean, when Penn State lands a player from St. Francis, I'll go into detail about him. Until then, I'm going to move on. Uh, William we'll, Love. From we'll Camden. make a whole show about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just when they land it, we'll go into St. Francis details way more, I promise. Yeah. Uh, Cam, Cam Lindsay from Aliquippa. Those are a couple guys I think they're interested in. Uh, some guys who don't hold an offer yet, though, that I think will probably get one with time is Monte Whedon from uh, St. John's College High. He, I'm actually – very surprised they haven't offered him. Similar to Larson uh, back at the tight end position we were talking about. I think Whedon's going to be a really good player. Old Miss and Maryland, Boston College are already on him. I like him a lot. Uh, Tyler Baker from, from Green Run is another player I think they're pretty interested in. And then Simeon Coleman from DeMatha, uh, another, another pretty good player. So keep an eye on those three uh, for offers in the months ahead. Now we'll move on to defensive backs. And I say defensive backs because I don't know at this point, are there guys that are separating themselves as true corners? And uh, and then are there guys that are true safeties that have differentiated? Or are we still looking yeah. at all these young players as they're playing yeah. in the secondary? Yeah. I mean, look, when you're a corner, <laughs> this is how I look at it. Yeah, you're a corner in high school. You, you want to stay a corner. Like all of them want to stay a corner, but all, half of them are going to move to safety, right? And then yep. when you're a safety in high school and – you know, you really want to say it's safety? Well, half of those guys are going to end up moving to linebacker. That's just kind of how it works. So when I look at 2024 defensive backs, I just kind of, you know, put them all together and talk to me in a year from now. Yeah, I'll say this. So much for these guys, there. for these guys, that's true. The lucky ones that actually keep growing after their sophomore yeah. season. <laughs> I don't know that happened <laughs> for point. you and me. <laughs> no, 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 unfortunately. Uh, five eight, but really, I'm probably like five seven. Let's be honest. No, I'm, I'm five eight. I'm five eight. Anyway, yeah. Never, uh, never Robinson. give up that inch. Never do that. No, <laughs> no. Hey, everybody adds an inch to me, man. Every different kid I talk to, six two. No, you're not. You're five eleven. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, Ellis Robinson. No, let's get into players. Ellis Robinson, man. He uh, he just transferred to IMG Academy. He, he he's gonna be a five star without mm-hmm. a doubt. Uh, he was originally at Iona uh, Prep from New York. I believe he's from uh, Connecticut originally. But, man, he is a special, special player. We have a number four right now in the on three consensus. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be a five-star. He's a, he's incredible. It stinks that he is off the IMG Academy, man, because we've yeah. seen this so many times for Penn State. They get a foot in the door with the you know the special upcoming player here in the, in the area. He goes down to IMG. Everybody – grabs him and yep. he ends up at Alabama. I mean, it's, it's that, that's the Tyler Booker story uh, who of course signed with Alabama in the last class. He was a really talented offensive lineman, but uh, let, you know, let's see what happens there. I don't want to be too negative about it, but it's, I know people on Lash were really bummed to see him uh, move to IMG. Uh, Desmond Ricks then from Chesapeake, Virginia is the same example. <laughs> really? He's off the IMG now. Uh, so, you know, Florida, North Carolina, he's got a, he's got a ton of awesome, uh, awesome offers, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma. Uh, but to, to get to the guys who I think are staying within the region, Emilio Agard at, at St. Joseph's Prep, that was a very, very talented player, man. I mean, he can make some some incredible plays. I've seen it now, uh, both, you know, in, in actual games and in the camp circuit. So I think uh, Agard's going to be a player we're talking about a lot. Right now he's uh, number 34 in the on three consensus. So he's a, uh, you know, looking whenever you have top 50 prospects, uh, especially in state, uh, he's going to be someone that we're talking about a good bit. I think Jalen McLean from Seton Hall prep in New Jersey is kind of underrated at the moment. Uh, he's another corner likely, but uh, let's see, let's see how things shape out. But uh, just from talking to people on lash, man, he, they, that's, that's the name. Of when I ask, you know, who am I sleeping on? Uh, Jalen McLean's the name. Uh, Kenny Woosley from Emetep Charter is, a, I think, another corner. Uh, but he's a guy who, you know, if I had a circle of the players I'm talking about right now who I think are most interested in Penn State, uh, Kenny definitely makes, this, makes the most sense there. Uh, just moving on to a couple guys who I have listed as safeties at the moment. Let's see how they progress. Uh, Adris, uh, Adris Farouk 
from from Baltimore, uh, Zaire Rain or excuse me, is it Zaire Rainer, I believe, uh, from Richmond, Virginia, and then Jacob Ogden, uh, Jacob Odin from Harper Woods, Michigan. I'm really surprised Penn State hasn't offered Odin yet. Uh, he he has a ton of elite offers from Michigan and Notre Dame and Oklahoma. And uh, I know they're trying to get him on campus. They're still scouting him. I'm just really surprised they haven't offered him yet. Uh, keep an eye on Rennell Davis, too, from Roman Catholic. He doesn't hold an offer yet from Penn State, but he has been up here, I believe. I know once, I believe twice, and uh, he's a guy they're scouting a good bit. So uh, let's see, man. This is another uh, quality or another uh, you know depth position where you just hand out a ton of offers and uh, you know get them on campus. Get a lot of these guys to camp. That would yeah. be important. Here's and, another uh, thing, too. That. Uh, about the secondary unless you're in a really good league it's hard to tell who's good in coverage because not every mm -hmm. quarterback can challenge a safety you know not every quarterback yeah. has the ability or consistently throughout a season to see okay what is what are his ball skills when he's not catching punts from you know a sophomore quarterback what what mm -hmm. is his skill if he does if a corner goes up against a really good receiver that one's a little bit easier but you know some of the, mm -hmm. some of those positions in the secondary can be pretty hard to scout on a real level to get a sense of their strengths and weaknesses outside of their physical abilities. Mm -hmm. And so many players just aren't even challenged, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I've seen so many guys over the year where like realistically they get thrown at like 10 to 15 times a whole season, you yeah. know, like they have to go out of their way to make plays, man. So yeah. it is, it is definitely a difficult position to, to scout. No doubt. All right, well, that'll do it today for the we BWI good? Daily yeah. Edition. I know you got to get going. you got more work to do, so we're going to keep you uh, yeah. with your head down working hard. So thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yep, final week of the dead period, right? Uh, one thing <laughs> I will say here, Penn State has, uh, you know, uh, March, that March 5th to March 13th spring break. So uh, I think it's going to keep things a little quieter, unfortunately, for a little bit longer. You're going to see some guys visiting other schools. But with that spring break, I think the first half of March is going to be a little slow. March 20th, though, that's uh, that's when things are really going to pick up. All right. We'll put that on our calendars, which my wife says I really need to get one of those. So we'll see if by March if I have one. That'll do it for the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. That's Ryan Snyder. We'll be back on Monday. Don't forget, Josh Miller, commit for the class of 2023, coming up next week on the Daily. Don't miss it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.